0: Jason Sue standing by, Chairman and CIO of Raliant Global Advisors. Jason, can investors find any respite uh, from the U.S. market's weakness uh, in other places around the world? I see a little outperformance, like a tiny bit this year, by China and, and EM, strangely enough.
1: That's right. Well, first of all, this reminds us that, that being diversified uh, is always the safest bet, right? Uh, if, you, if you are in Ukraine or if you're in Russia, diversifying trade uh, really makes sense right now. Uh, Yeah, so for global investors, uh, if you are looking at China, if you're looking at EM and surprising, like you say, in EM, right? There's a lot of Russia in EM. Uh, EM's actually done pretty good uh, year to day versus the US, certainly versus tech, if you held on to any tech. So I'd say diversify into uh, places that are uncomfortable, they may surprise you.
0: It's pretty amazing. Uh, What are the risk points? How do the risk points differ Uh, If you skew your portfolio a little bit more international than domestic, uh, um, it's a different set of risk points. Uh, Is it? I would think. But who knows right now if we're all just kind of moving according to how central banks change their plan or how a war is going on. What are those differences in risk points?
1: I tell you, the biggest risk is really the lack of familiarity, that's called a fear premium, meaning we fear what we don't understand. We fear what we don't get easy information to access to. Now, Oliver, you talk mostly about what's happening in the U.S. and your listeners. They, they get a lot of information. They get a lot of comfort listening to you. But if you're invested in a stock <laughs> in China or right? if you're invested in a stock in, in South Korea or Taiwan, you don't get information. And there's a lot of fear. Right? When bad things going on in the world, you don't know what's happening. And so it's mostly fear. Now, when it comes down to real risk, right, I think real risk is everywhere, whether you're familiar with it or not, right? If you're invested in U.S., we've seen a lot of real risk, right? Rates going up, a lot of tech stocks uh, falling in reaction to that, uh, with now even banks, who you expect to be sort of the safe haven, doing poorly, right? These are sort of known risk, but they're risk nonetheless. And just, you know, outside of U.S., when you diversify, it's a lot of unknown risk, but they're not any larger or any scarier if you're properly diversified.
0: Jason, so with that said, uh, you're the expert here thinking about uh, emerging markets. I can't maybe make folks feel calm, but anyone who sits in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon can be trusted. Tell us what you like right now.
1: Well, you know, we we like a lot of the blue chip uh, Asian stocks, you know, particularly you know a lot of the Chinese stock trading. Angst, we call the Asians, and because it's an election year in China, and they're looking for stability they're looking for lowering interest rates turning on stimulus to give this sense of prosperity right so in an election year you see that in many other countries and this happens to be the election year in in china uh, and it's the unprecedented third term for for president xi jinping so there's sort of additional uh, impetus from from beijing to make sure it all goes really well so so we like a lot of the uh, surprisingly you know the boring big state-owned enterprise in china right now
0: okay so what after a year and a half in which it seemed like China was doing everything it could to put the hurt on its own companies, is that the worst past uh, that pressure from the government?
1: Well, first of all, uh, it's put a lot of hurt um, primarily the big techs, right? The big mm-hmm. platform yeah. techs who are becoming monopolies and really encroaching on the government's business, right? When you're a monopoly in a communist country, it's starting to look like you're doing the government's job. So I think the hurt's largely done, um, but you know the, the hurt may be quite permanent. So share prices might continue to struggle. But what I was talking about are really kind of state-owned enterprises, which are companies that have always been operated, and, and in some ways, a favorite son of the party, right? They get a lot of subsidies, they get a lot of policy support, and this will be that year where the support is particularly large.
0: Okay. Uh, Jason, what type of uh, expectations should one have do you generally accept uh, more risk to get more reward? Uh, should one bump up their uh, just annual equity return expectations when they venture beyond the. US? Uh, well you know, usually
1: I wouldn't say if you just take on more risk a return is going to be better um, you take on more risk uh, oftentimes you know it's just risky right so, so I would say you know right now if you're looking at tech stock in the US who's falling a lot, you're taking on a lot of risk, but you don't know if risk is really gonna be higher. So the first thing is when you diversify into into China, don't think about, oh, I'm gonna get a better return because it's risky. Think about you're actually reducing risk because it's a different kind of risk, right? Hmm. China and US are the twin growth drivers in the world. They'll both be volatile, but hopefully offset in different cycles, different policy cycles, right? China's lowering rates, US increasing rates. So again, both are risky, but they sort of offset against each other, which means in a overall portfolio set, your risk is actually reduced.
0: Interesting. Hey, uh, Jason, before we let you go, a few ways to do this. Uh, Ray C, Ray E, uh, both uh, doing uh, Ray C here, quantum mental uh, China, uh, which on the year is down 8%, which is beating the S&P 500. And then Ray E, which is down about the same as the S&P, a little bit less than the NASDAQ. Give us the quick explanations of the two differences between your funds.
1: Got it. So Racy is uh, just, you know, exposure to onshore Chinese shares. And this year, you know, China, even though it's down, it's outperformed just about everyone else, right? It's been more steady. It's fallen less been sort of a good defensive play. Uh, Ray E is uh, exposure to the broad emerging market. So you'll get Russia, you'll get Taiwan, South Korea, India in there. And again, taking out different differentiated risk outside of the us, you're buying a lot of growth, you know, with India, you know, with, uh, with Taiwan, South Korea and China. Uh, so that's the difference, right? And they—they've held up this year.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Jason. And uh, also, my apologies—I've been corrected by my producer that uh, I overreached in my uh, nerd capacity. That is, in fact, the uh, Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek go uh, at the Enterprise, right? The Enterprise, that's right. Nice. Okay, all right, cool. And it was some in that ballpark. Thanks, Jason. Really interesting. Looking forward to tracking the strategies and talking more with you. All
1: right, thanks, Oliver. Absolutely.